We got to do this intro, though. You've got to do the intro. Fine. I don't do the okay, intro. I'm fine. just sitting here checking Instagram fine, while I'm fine, waiting for you to be fine. like, Hello, what? everyone. Shut Welcome up. to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. Gab. <laughs> you're, you're always so excited when you say it. <laughs> Gab, what? are you drinking? No. Dear God, no. I am not drinking for a couple weeks at least. Um, I'm drinking water. Ice cold Portland, Oregon city water. What are you drinking, buddy? I am having a Pims and lemonade again. Ooh. Yeah. I actually had I had a Pims cup last week or the week before. Maybe the week before. Oh. How did you like I it? I felt like an old grandma. Well, you kind of are an old grandma because you were born in 1943, just without the grandma part. It's too er All right, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I was like, good God, I couldn't even make it two minutes in without you cracking that joke. No, I had Pim's, a Pim's Cup, my new favorite bar in Portland. Uh, they, It's on the menu, and I was like, ooh, I'm going to try that. And then my friends made fun of me. Why should they? It's delicious. <sighs> it's delicious. Well, because I'm I'm apparently a grandma, all right? If I order that, I'm a grandma. Whatever. And you know me. I, Own it. I Own it. I've come to peer pressure. Own it. So, why aren't why aren't you drinking? Why are you so dehydrated? What happened? Where were you? Where'd you go? <laughs> I was wondering what you were going to talk when to talk about first. Um, uh, I went to Salt Lake City this past weekend. Uh, I had a great great little long weekend um and had way too much fun um number one i'm dehydrated because salt lake city is in the fucking mountains and it's sunny and it's dry and my lips are never going to be unchapped i'm convinced <laughs> there's no amount of bird bees that is going to save my lips at this point they're they're lost and gone forever Ooh, kinky uh, <laughs> shit <laughs> This podcast is for adults only. <laughs> um, uh, had way too much fun. Um, gonna be gonna be hydrating, and uh, being a good little kid for the next uh, couple weeks. I think, probably until my birthday. Um, or well, you know, which will just so happen to be that trip to Philly uh, in October. Yeah, just had a lot of fun. Went to a caught a soccer game while I was out there. I don't know if you uh, knew it happened. Uh, U.S. soccer played, uh, uh, I think Mexico. It wasn't well marketed, wasn't well advertised, wasn't well promoted. But there was a game. Um, I just kind of stumbled upon it. Yeah, attendance was under ten thousand for the game. Yeah, I think it was like nine something. Yeah, but I think I think that was probably tickets sold. I don't think that was actually how many people were there. Yeah. One side of the stadium at least looked a little sparse on the broadcast. It was definitely not busy at all. Um, we started out the, the match uh, standing with AO, um, which was actually behind the Mexico goal. Um, so we had a great view of the own goal about 10 minutes in. Uh, and it was just one of those things where I was like, oh dear, this is going to be a long day. Yeah, um, for Mexico it was and a long so day. Yeah, it was going to be a long day. I don't think they've kicked somebody's butt like that since Russia. You know, it was it was such a not-packed stadium that my friends that didn't have AO tickets were able to come join us. And, like, after the half, we were able to go move to the other end because we were like, okay, well, we want to watch all the goals. So we moved to 
still be behind the Mexico goal and uh, kept watching. Yeah, it was it was a good, it was a fun it was a fun experience though. I, I really I really enjoy um, game days and all the festivities and all the the fun that goes into game days. I just I wish it were a more fun game to watch um, because it wasn't really. I and maybe some people really like ass kickings like that, but I like it when it's competitive. Me too. It's more exciting, and it's better for both teams. Yeah, it, both teams are actually getting something out of it. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty all around like good trip. Uh, just um, yeah, it it was a it was a, a a match that I probably won't remember. Other than the scoreline, yeah, I mean it was um, there was a a pretty passing sequence that was I think um Lauren Cheney passed up to Kristen Press and she sent it in for Alex Morgan to finish, but even that was kind of marred because Mexico's defense just wasn't up to scratch. So it was Yeah. You know? They they just like evaporated under any pressure. And even when um a lot of the US's attack kind of devolved into let's just kind of boot it up and see who's willing to chase it down. Yeah. Um, even then, when it devolved into that, we couldn't maintain a lot of possession. We still managed to score a bunch. So yeah. that was, you know, Hope Solo got her shutout record. So next game, can we start another keeper? Can we start some people who might have earned another look? Like Who are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe someone who was instrumental in winning an NWSL championship this season. Who was in the running for Golden Boot? Amy Rodriguez, maybe A Rod, anyone, anyone at all? Uh, maybe I think she needs. I, I honest, I honest to God, this Deal. is me being one hundred percent sober serious. Uh-huh. I think Amy Rodriguez needs to change her name. The only A Rod that matters. I think she needs to take her husband's name, and I think she'll get a better shot of it that way. Not because of some like, what does Rodriguez mean? But I think it'll be a new name in the system. And yeah. it worked really well for Holiday. Yeah, she needs to come just into saying. camp. Like, she needs to change her name to Shmimi Shmodriguez. And she's like, come into <laughs> camp wearing a mustache and some sunglasses. And then she'll be like, oh, who are you? Look at your scoring record for NWSL. Come, have a shot. You look fantastic in NWSL. Yeah. Yeah, Amy Rodriguez um, was not even... She wasn't even on the bench, was she? No, she was, like, I, eating hot dogs right a- next to Apparently me? she was in the stands along with Julie Johnston. Yeah, I think I think she uh, was putting condiments on her hot dog right next to me at some point, and I was I was in the cheap seats, so that's just saying something. Yeah, um, I mean the only other solution is for her to like single white female Alex Morgan and just take her identity, and then she'll get regular I minutes. Don't, I don't know what the recovery time is and getting like those leg leg extensions. <laughs> are are you talking about Gattaca? I don't know. Is that what I'm talking about? Yeah, the one where um, Ethan Hawke pretends to be Jude Law, and they're like, yeah, "You're not but tall he has enough." Yeah, to stand up taller, so he has to have like the gap things. Yeah, they his, they like... give him leg extensions. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a legit thing. Like doctors actually do that. Yeah, yeah, I know. They like continuously re-break your legs, but you only get like an inch, maybe two, out of it. I know. I'm just saying. I I think it would take a really long time for Shmami Shmagriguez to get to that level. Well, Shmami Shmodriguez doesn't have to do it. It's only if she tries to steal Alex Morgan's name and social security or something. 
No, all right. So th those are your two options, Amy Rodriguez. Those are your two options. Maybe invest That's in a good mustache. Another look with the women's national team. What's going to be funny if on Thursday Rodriguez does play and Rodriguez gets like a, a braced hat trick, a hat trick. Brace. I would love it if Amy Rodriguez started or subbed in against Mexico in the next <laughs> game and got a hat trick. What I want to find out. Okay, here's the stat I want to look up. What is the fastest hat trick for U.S. soccer? Wasn't it Sid LaRue? She did it a while ago, like in nine minutes or something. Nine? She scored nine goals. She scored three goals in nine minutes. Don't was you that, remember was this? That in Vancouver. I'm that sounds like some right shady shit that went down on that sh shitty carpet turf in Vancouver. <laughs> shady shit that went down on that shitty carpet turf? Are you sure you're not talking about your sex life? I just came off a weekend of really awesome abuse, and it's just continuing. <clears throat> it was against, it was against Mexico, a friendly against Mexico in September 2013. She scored a hat trick in nine minutes. It was a 7-0 win. You remember this? Shit. Yes. Now I do. Maybe maybe A Rod can do the same. I mean, I'm really sorry, Mexico. I'm really sorry. I think A Rod could but... do it in. I think A Rod could do it in eight minutes. Maybe with Lauren Cheney's help. Get some prices right. Or we could get some uh, uh, American Ninja Warrior timer thing going. Was it nine minutes from, like, the first goal? Or nine in minutes a nine-minute the... span of, like, Sydney LaRue being on the field that no, she scored three goals? I think goals. it was nine minutes from the first goal. I think she was on the field oh. for, like, 20-some minutes or something. But, like, from first goal to last, it was nine minutes. Anyway, I want to look at all the players that were called in the camp. All 28 of them? Yeah. Everybody got subbed in except Ashlyn Harris because... Hope was playing the full well, 90. Hope Solo needed to, yeah. to get her thing. It's not that I necessarily begrudge Hope Solo that record. It's I I resent scheduling a bunch of friendlies against, you know, kind of second tier opposition just to, to pad that statistic. When she earns it, she should come by it honestly. It's not her fault. It's a federation's fault. Yeah, I mean, if you look at all of the games Brianna Scurry played versus all the games Hope Solo's played... Um, I don't, I don't actually know how you do a, a comparative benchmark in that sense. Would you, cause it's not like back in the nineties, we had FIFA rankings for all the different women's teams. It's not like it wasn't even more imbalanced back in the nineties either. True. True. So it, yeah, it's not necessarily a comparison between her and Scurry. It's just U.S. soccer pushing her towards this record, especially at a weird time, public relations wise. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't necessarily want to talk about it uh, as much as I do think it's a really interesting time for U.S. soccer to be taking the approach that they're taking. Um, I don't necessarily think that she should have been kicked out of anything. Um, I think it would have been totally understandable had she wanted to take a little time off to like figure shit out. Uh, because there's a lot of distraction going on. But, hey, look at Seattle. They did really well irregardless. So, you know, I, I think I think November will be really interesting to see kind of what happens with the trial and, and all that jazz. And, you know, U.S. soccer absolutely believes in Hope Solo because they're putting all their eggs in her World Cup basket. 
you know, I, I don't think anybody's even had the conversation of what if we don't have hope in Canada next year? We're not there or yet. Or at least it doesn't appear that way at all by the way they're, they, they're managing things. But then again, it is U.S. soccer trying to manage their women's team. What is a women's team? What is managing? Uh, th- so there are these Barbie dolls that go out on the field, and we can put them on posters and on cereal, and they can write books and things. And make us money. And we'll, and we'll promote those things. But then we're also going to have them do all their own self-promotion via their Twitters and Instagrams and stuff like that um, to try to get people to games. But we won't actually promote anything they're doing ourselves no no we'll also continue to refer to them as our women's team and the men's team will just be the national team on twitter anyway yeah yeah okay so um the people who were rostered in mexico the final 18 the people who kind of had to sit it out were uh barney and Alyssa nayer for the keepers mm-hmm. and then the defenders uh julie johnston was out and so was Bueller, and Allie Krieger had to sit through injury, and so did Kelly O'Hara, right? They made an announcement on Twitter. were because of injury. Allie and, and Kelly O'Hara were out through injury. Of the midfielders, yeah. uh, Shannon Box, Allie Long, and Christy Mewis weren't on the final team. I'm just still really impressed that Box is in camp. I want to know what her fitness results are. Like... I don't doubt that she's dedicated, but I want to know if she can, you know, still keep up. I, I, I sometimes I wish that that the U.S. national teams were actual public servants, and we could actually see their records for things, <laughs> like we can with like representatives or with city council or you know all of these different public workers. I just I wish that they fell under that umbrella. So I could be like, no, I, I honestly do really want to see your fitness tests. Hmm. Like, I want that on a website, and they have to do that. And then of all the forwards, A-Rod was the only one who had to sit out. Sid, Alex, Kristen Press, and Abby were all in. And they all scored, like, 17 goals apiece, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, fuck, even Engen scored. If you're going on NWSL performance, even if you're just using it as a factor from this past season, which ostensibly you'd think they would right based on all that jibber jabber that u.s soccer tried to feed us about how they support the league and shit out of sid larue alex morgan Kristen press a rod and abby wambach one of those forwards clearly had a standout season okay and you're and, absolutely correct who's who and yep, clicks ahead. and clicks with other national team members or at least clicks with lauren cheney who we as we've seen is instrumental in the midfield for the united states so it's not necessarily a matter mm-hmm. of her not gelling with the team, either. Amy Rodriguez is our Landon Donovan. <laughs> no, it's not that She just doesn't see the writing on the wall yet, man. I, yeah, she might be out, which is entirely unfair to her based on performance. Absolutely, absolutely. But there's nothing fair about the U.S. Women's National Team, unfortunately. Like, this isn't something that, that rhyme or reason is going to explain, especially yeah, after true. the whole Sermani thing. They they want to keep feeding us this line of bullshit that it's like, you know, on any given day you could lose your job. This is all about who performs the best. But the truth is, it's not a meritocracy. To, to nope. a certain extent, it's not. It just isn't. Now that it's big enough and there's a certain amount of money and prestige involved, of course there's going to be politics. It's disappointing, but it's not unsurprising. But it's, no, not, it's not surprising. it's not unsurprising at all, but it's it's... 
it's frustrating to have conversations or to see conversations or to see articles that are like, okay, here's what's broken, boom, boom, boom. And, you know, we know exactly why it's broken. It's because Amy Rodriguez isn't a poster child anymore. She is a soccer mom. Oh, boy. I mean, what's more oh, frustrating is seeing stuff from, like, Leander on Fox what, that are just like, here's what's great about the team and not addressing any of the problems. Oh, absolutely. It's like the puff pieces on Christy Rampone is 39 <clears throat> years old. She has Lyme disease and two children, but she, pl like, I admire Christy Rampone. Obviously, like, there's no reason you can't sing her praises to the heavens and report critically on the team. There's room for both. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think the puff pieces are annoying, but I also think it's equally annoying just people complaining um, because we know we're feeding it. Like, we're feeding this machine. It's like when I complain about my iPhone, but I still am using a Mac and an iPhone and all these things. Like, we, we are consumers of this product, and we want the product to be better, but we don't have an avenue to actually help it become better. Oh. So we just get to watch it go down the toilet. I don't think it's necessarily all that bad that we're complaining about it because plenty of people who complain suggest solutions. They're not just like old man yelling at Cloud. You know? Oh, I'm old man yelling. Yeah, I know. You were born in 1943. Son of a monkey. <laughs> so people suggest solutions. They're like, we had a coach who's willing to try it with Tom Sermani. These are formations. These are players that we should look at. Blah, 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 blah. Here's all these certain ways that, like, to, that we people would want to see the team implement to like help them but that yeah but you're absolutely right in that we're just like voices screaming into the void no one's gonna listen to us i, I miss tom i do too i, I miss too. the nervous the nerves he caused within the team of the within the vets competition's good it's healthy he kept it real yeah he kept it real scottish it is oh hi do you can you can be fired at any time I'm having flashbacks when you speak with a Scottish accent. So it's not a Scottish don't. accent. I think anybody would tell you that was an abomination, not a Scottish accent. Well, that was an attempt, a lot like your other one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What, uh -huh. what other one? What are you talking about? To what are you referring? Gout I have absolutely no idea. Okay. I know. They say the memory's the first thing to go when you get older. I mean, did you want to talk any more about this Amy Rodriguez problem being symptomatic of what's wrong with the women's national team or do you think we covered it all? Well, I, I do. I, I think I think it's just I, I think it's an indicator. I think it's an indicator of the blinders and I think it's an indicator of the politicking and I, I, th I thought it was adorable that they did a new new kids video and they include Amy Rodriguez in the new 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 kids video. And then they don't want to give two shits about Amy Rodriguez, like, and her actual effort that she puts out on the pitch. I, I thought that was adorable that they that they snubbed her that way, or that they continue to snub her that way. Yeah. Um. So they'll they'll use a Rod for certain things, and but when we're but when we're actually talking about in-game strategy and in-game um, decision making, everything is by the book that Pio wrote. There are certain players, certain names that have to have minutes. And that's fine and dandy if they're the ones who are performing the best. Um, but I think it's exactly what you said uh, a few minutes ago in that, you know, at some point you need to look at this league that you're basically funding and say, okay, who is doing really well here and how can we integrate them into the system? I'm not saying build the system around these particular players. 
But what makes Lauren Holiday so successful in the NWSL when she can't quite find that pace on the women's national team? I just think there's a problem with decision-making, and I don't know whose fault that is. Like, I don't know if it's Jill making not making a decision Mm -hmm. and playing crowd favorites. I don't know if it's uh, Paul or Don or any of the other, you know, people participating in those conversations that are um, advocating one direction or another. I don't know if this is something that's actually deeper than that. Um, But it comes down to a point where you just have to say, okay, well, you know, we know we're going to kill it at CONCACAF. We just... We would like to not get killed injury rise at CONCACAF, but is that really prepared? Is the strategy, is the path that U.S. soccer is on right now going to lead us to success in Canada? Um, I don't know. Um, if Jill takes this program she has in place right now to Algarve, she's not going to do much better than Tom did. I would fully believe U.S. soccer at least hinted that certain players need to be in camp for these friendlies because they're ticket draws. And I understand the need to balance making money, like making a profit, so that we can continue to have U.S. soccer, um, but at the same time wanting to balance that with actually developing our program so that there can continue to be U.S. soccer. Or that U.S. soccer continues to be something people want to participate in. Yeah. The ticket draws thing uh, pisses me off, especially after I was just in Utah. Um, Zero marketing, zero communication. Um, uh, Nobody told me that the game was not at 4.30, as said on my ticket. I had to find that out through through other avenues. Uh, And so it's just one of those things where, you know, you're in Utah, you're expecting to see something, hear something, read something. And I, I didn't see, read, or hear anything. Um, so I don't buy the whole ticket draw thing, uh, because I would throw money at marketing, which again is a big NWSL issue as well. And it's small budgets, blah, 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 blah. But I think at some point they need to realize Alex Morgan's not going to sell out a 20,000 seat stadium all by herself. Yeah. It, if it's not like immediately after the world cup, it's not going to happen. Right. Abby, Abby's name can only go so far solo. I mean, God, that that story wrote itself. Like, oh, make sure you come out to the game where Hope Solo might possibly set the world record for or the US soccer record for number of shutouts. I I have a lot of issues with US soccer. Um and their marketing and their decision making and probably more on the business side. Like I know nothing about soccer. I know nothing about game day decisions and, and all that jazz. It's just it's frustrating to see the same old, same old and not see players that have earned, have shown or proven their worth in this league that the, that the man that U.S. soccer put together not get what they deserve. Okay. On the flip side, just to play devil's advocate, out of Sid, Alex, Kristen Press, and Abby Wambach, who then would you have set out in order to place Amy Rodriguez in the 18? Well, Abby had a brace. Yeah, Abby and Alex worked together really well. They kind of reminded everybody, hey, we're actually a really good team. I would almost sit out Sid. I would too. Um, Sid, kinda... Sid's, my, Sid's my 
utility player in that situation. She had kind of a a low key season for the Seattle Rain. I would I would argue that based on who else was going to be in your eighteen, Lauren Holiday, that maybe we should look at a Rod and that connection in a national game situation. Yeah, get, give it a give it a gander. Yeah, yeah. I would I would have not played Sid and you know, given Press a chance. Um, that I mean Press Press is so new that she's still trying to like figure it out. I think so. Yeah. Sid's Sid's been around the block um, at least a couple years now, and so you know, she, at some point she needs to she needs to become more like more indispensable. As a scoring threat? More indispensable. She needs to be more of that player that, like, makes that final pass to score the goal. Or more of that player that is going to... Just... The past few goals that Sydney LaRue scored for U.S. soccer have kind of been Sydney LaRue goals. Like, okay, she was able to outrun somebody, or she was able to make a cut, and then, you know, find the back post or something like that. She kind of feels a little bit... Not really a one-trick pony, because she has, like, four tricks. But she's not necessarily an Abby. She's not an Alex. I mean, Alex just has more... I feel like Alex does more running um, and more chasing Um, and more delivery. I think she's... Sid is... Yeah, she's definitely super athletic. But I would rate Kristen Press as more technical than Sydney LaRue. I would too. Kristen Press is going to score more of the the goals that are going to go on Sports Center. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Sid LaRue is going to score more of those goals where it's like she fucking just was like fuck this shit. You know, like bowls right. bowls over her own grandma in the box and gets that ball, fights off four people to score kind of goals. Yeah, so something I would really enjoy to see is more time where Holiday and Press are working together. Yeah, I could dig it. Honestly, I would love to see Holiday linking up with any forward because she's she's that good. I'm looking forward to Thursday. I hope, I really, God, I hope Ellis just surprises us. I do too. And is like, all right, here you go, guys. Here's fan choice number 3,000 <laughs> of your roster lineup. We drew it out of a bucket this morning. You mean the Tom Durkin and method here. of choosing lineups? Yeah, seriously this other game against Mexico, like, there's nothing to prove. Play some players who need minutes. Have like, some fun with it. Yeah, have some fun. For like, fuck's sake. Have... Are don't... you not entertained? No, I wasn't really all that much. We don't I'm need picky. another 8-0 I'm blowout. Picky. The world is not what gonna end. The world is not gonna end if the United States, you know, only wins by one. Well, if the starting eleven looks the same, we know exactly what the plan is for qualifiers. Qualifiers, yeah. Like we know exactly what the plan is, which means all of the other countries know exactly what the plan is too. Yeah. Speaking of other and countries, and I'm not saying anybody's really going to be able to to stand toe to toe with us, but they're going to give us a hard time. Yeah. Speaking of other countries, uh, we know who's qualified so far is Canada, obviously, and then Australia, Japan, South Korea. China PR, Thailand, Switzerland, England, Norway, Germany, Spain, and France. Yeah, so, it was a big weekend for Europe. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, final European qualifiers are on Wednesday. And I think so. That'll be Sweden versus Scotland. And I think Scotland will qualify if they manage to win by three goals, I think. You think they're going to beat Sweden by three goals? 
Look, anything's possible. You might be their number one fan. Yeah. I think that's the math that has to happen. I saw it somewhere. I could be wrong. Things are starting to take shape, and then we'll know who in CONCACAF. I think the three countries coming out of CONCACAF are obviously going to be us, Mexico, and then probably Costa Rica. And that'll be... And then with Canada, those are your CONCACAF nations. Which is another reason why the these, like, Edo blowouts are bullshit. They don't help us learn anything, except the roster is probably a little stale. And it doesn't help Mexico learn anything, except... I don't know, maybe they need to change up the coaching situation? Um, Leonardo Cuellar has been head coach of Mexico's women's national team since 1998. And I don't want to... And at first I was like, oh, that's not so bad. But then I was like, wait a minute. 1998 mm-hmm. was... Mm-hmm. 16 years ago. Oh, God, we're old. I was a junior in high school. I was a sophomore in high school. Um, so we've got Guatemala, Haiti, U.S., Trinidad, Jamaica, Costa Rica, and Mexico. And then we got Mart- Martinique, uh, who doesn't count as a actual contender for the World Cup, but is participating in the tournament. Yeah. Okay. So we uh, we've talked about it before on the show, but it's become a new um, or a hotter topic of discussion. It's getting a lot of traction from a lot of different news sources, but turf. Um, artificial turf, to be specific, and to be even more specific, it's that really, really crappy stuff that you can buy at like Home Depot. Um, it's it's a step just above that uh, is the type of turf that that we're talking about. Um, so the turf wars, as it's been so um, creatively coined by the media, is essentially players, world-renowned players, are saying we don't want to play on it for the World Cup. We're not going to throw our bodies. We're not going to risk our physical um, selves the way we would on natural grass. So we are going to sue. Um, we are going to take legal action to for discrimination. Um, nobody's well, saying they're not going to play. They're just saying we're not going to play as hard as we pro- as we want to because this World Cup means something. Actually, I think the stronger argument and the other thing that they're mentioning is that it's straight-up gender discrimination. Oh, it absolutely is. Because it's... I don't know if we're going to necessarily really find out until the next Men's World Cup, because I think the real test may may come with um, if we either see a a Euro or or the Qatar World Cup. That's a long time to wait, I know, but if Qatar is on grass, then we'll really know. Because Qatar... (laughs) They're going to be pumping that water in from, like, Russia. They're going to have a, a chain gang of illegally immigrated slaves carrying buckets of water. Just buckets and buckets of water. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, it is, it is di- discrimination, but I, I think, you know, you can... I think there's a lot of argument here. Um, I think they have a lot of points to prove. Um, and to me, it's fairly simple. You know, the, the best, the crowning cup tournament of the entire organization should be played in the best facilities possible. Yes. And Canada is not providing that. FIFA is not making Canada provide that, or FIFA is not giving Canada the funds to be able to provide that. 
And Canada and FIFA are basically just saying, well, we're the only ones that asked for it. Otherwise, you would be not having a World Cup, which I also think is just bullshit. Um, the thing is, okay, here's my view I'm just going to lay out kind of in broad strokes. Yep. I, mm -hmm. I explained this to you before. I see both sides. I especially agree that this is gender discrimination. I see the other side, too, where Canada soccer feels like its hands are tied because it submitted the bid that it had. It, it submitted it and FIFA accepted. I don't think, I don't at least, I don't blame Canada. I haven't seen anybody blaming Canada for this either. The blame rests solely on FIFA. And I, I mean, Canada has a point in that they have to have turf stadiums because of the climate and that there's certain scheduling issues because they play CFL games in these stadiums and they don't think that they can make it work where, you know, it's been suggested to install uh, certain kinds of grass over the turf and let them take root for, you know, they, they said it would be about $3 million. I think Sarah Gerke wrote that article. It was pretty good. We'll link it. And Canada has a point where they're like, the point being, we can't do this not just because of the cost, but because there are scheduling issues where we don't have time to let things take root in the stadium because people are going to be using them right up to the World Cup. So I, I see that side of it. But on the other side, I think I think we're still about a year out. Just say it, dude. I think it could I think we could still make it happen. Yep. With you know, very thoughtful scheduling and the right amount of money from FIFA, I, th I think it could still happen because we're we're still far yeah. enough out. I just want to reiterate that there's there's been a lot of reaction from Canadian media about why it can't be done. But I want to I want to reiterate I don't think anybody actually blames Canada for this. Everyone's like we would love to work with Canada on this. Like you guys submitted the best possible bid that you can make under the circumstances, but like now we're going for FIFA, not you guys. FIFA, because FIFA yeah. is the one that like accepted the standard and said it was okay. Well, FIFA FIFA's the one that did that, but also the players make a pretty good argument in in you know everything that they're doing right now about saying how FIFA they were under the impression FIFA was going to maintain its consistency. Yeah, and I think they were under the impression that FIFA would actually listen to player input. And now you've pissed off Alex Morgan and Abby Mombach and Marta and Unger and a host of other players. This isn't right. Like, you would never make men play on this type of field. And what's really interesting, and I think it, <clears throat> this was all something that happened this weekend. I wasn't really paying that much attention to things outside of Salt Lake City this weekend. But I think that there was a, there was some sort of game that was played on artificial turf in Europe. And the players and the coaches all had horribly negative reviews. Yeah, Wales played Andorra in a Euro qualifier. And Gareth Bale was like, basically, this this pitch was shit. And it's it's relevant because, yes, they played a game on turf. They played one qualifier on turf. Women are being asked to play an entire tournament on turf. And yeah, I think until you have a major men's tournament also entirely on turf, FIFA needs to put up or shut up. Well, and then you say, okay, who goes first, the men or the women? And then it's kind of an obvious answer. Of course, they're going to make the women go first. Either they were going to make the women go first, or they right. were going to make and some so like, this... or they were going to make some youth like U15 tournament go first. I think that's about the level of respect they have for women's full senior teams. 
Yeah, the U U twenties just played their entire tournament on turf. I think the only stadium that they had grass in was BMO. Yeah, BMO, which is in Toronto, which is not a host city. Right, right, because of the Pan Am Games. Yeah. Um, the uh, the other piece, <clears throat> and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't one of these stadiums, one of the host stadiums for next summer, doesn't it already have a natural playing surface that they are covering up with artificial turf to create consistency? Yeah, I think it's the one in Moncton. And the explanation given was that, yes, you can't have one group getting to play on a grass field when all the rest are turf. Which kind of implies that there's enough of a difference that one is an advantage over the other. Yes. So yes. you can't be arguing the turf is just as good. Correct. I think at the most you can say in defense is that the turf is different. So in that respect, I agree that all the pitches should be consistent. Because if if you, I agree, it's not fair to allow one group to play on one kind and another group to play on another kind. Especially if one group moves out of their group and then has to move to a different kind of pitch. So and it's not like we're dealing with a with a tournament that has, you know, we're not dealing with a multi-month tournament. We're dealing with a tournament that's falling within a four-week period, and essentially, you know, the physicality of the tournament is going to be so much different. Um, and it's going to be an actual factor, like the managing of your teams and the managing of your players and everything like that is going to be such a factor for this, this tournament. Um, I also think something that not a lot of people are talking about, or at least I haven't read um, a lot of articles about, is that not all turf is created equal. Um, and FIFA standards are just so lax about turf that, you know, that's another big thing is there are different types of turf and there's better turf and there's low quality turf and creating some sort of standard there as well um so i i think i think this is turning into a into the appropriate shit showiness that it should be given the quality this tournament should be i don't think anything's gonna actually come of it i, I really don't think we're gonna get grass in the women's world cup and I, I did have um, a member of the Canadian media who pointed out that part of his argument was that he thinks that the game is just transitioning to turf anyway. I mean, I accept that. It's just, once again, it goes back to who are they making the pilot program for this because who do they think is essentially expendable or who they can, you know, absorb all the initial mistakes and things. Mm -hmm. And that and that's still the root of that is still sexism. So, yeah. If we had seen a more gender-balanced implementation of this, obviously there wouldn't be nearly as much complaint. There probably wouldn't be any. Well, there'd be complaining about it, but complaining from a technical standpoint, not yeah, because yeah. of a... Not a, not a, a gender <clears throat> discrimination not, standpoint. Not bringing to light the amazing track record that FIFA has with Oh, women. FIFA. My future husband, Seth Blatter. Oh. They have an amazing track record with women. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's something to strive for as a person to be that amazing to other people. I would love to use FIFA as my benchmark for like standard moral behavior. Yes. Not, not even treatment of women, just like how to be a good human being. FIFA is definitely a great example. Okay. Um, so do you so we any... talked FIFA. Yeah. 
we talked we talked turf we talked u.s women's national team we talked a little bit about u.s soccer and the frustrations there um there was a little bit of nwsl action so there was uh teams were allowed to waive players and then the players went into a waiver draft yeah the four players who were picked out were rafa souza for fc casey denisha adams for the thorns and joe loman and lydia williams for the spirit um on a personal note i'm really happy for joanna loman uh, that she's getting to go to a team that I think will value her and allow her to play, regardless of personality conflicts with the coach. Uh, Denisha Adams I'm less excited about, because I hold a forever grudge against her for uh, maybe a handball that she might have committed against Boston. But, uh, you know, I'll let you talk about that. That's a Thorns thing. Um, That's a Thorns thing. I like that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not entirely thrilled by that pickup. Uh, it's awesome to add another uh, forward another forward-thinking midfielder, maybe even, uh, to to the mid here in Portland because we don't have enough offense. I'm not entirely sure what Paul Riley is thinking, uh, but that's kind of the story of my life. Um, you know, maybe she's going to be used in some way with somebody else. Like, she it, she doesn't feel like the type of player that we're going to get rid of, though. This whole trade doesn't come, come across to me as... Or not trade, this whole waiver pickup doesn't come across to me as something that Paul Riley's going to use on the road. I mean, she's an independence player. Um, he knows her. He's familiar with her. He's trying to build the independence too in Philly, or I'm sorry, in Portland. Uh, I think because um, he had a lot of success with that one team a few years ago, that one time at band camp. Um, and he's trying to find how to do that again as opposed to actually fucking coaching and figuring out, you know, where talent, like where talent is within the market and um, how he can build a team that isn't evolved around one or two players that may or may not show up. I'm very frustrated with Paul Riley, and that might be an entirely separate thing to talk about someday. But uh, I'm not I'm not impressed the pick um it wasn't something where i was like oh yeah that call that was way to go there way to go there coach souza for fc casey they got apple yeah obviously a rod and cheney did a lot of the heavy lifting score wise for fc casey this season not that there's anything wrong with that yeah actually i don't think this is the worst pickup for fc casey no it's a good one yeah i'm really mad about that I guess the spirit felt like they needed a uh, another keeper in Lydia Williams. I mm-hmm. like Lydia Williams anyway, so I'm happy that she landed with the team. That's all I have to say about that. I wonder why they thought they needed another keeper. Their current keepers are Ashlyn and Chantal. Chant. Oh, oh, I think and it was Addie Gay. In case Chantal Jones decided to pursue another team, maybe I heard I saw something like, about why... that. So yeah. The only yeah, I think the only pickup I really kind of raised my eyebrows at was Denisha Adams by Portland. Well, that's it for this week. Gab, is there anything you want to sign off with? Is there anything weighing on your mind? Any feelings you'd like to share? Nothing. Nothing really weighing on my mind. I mean, I had a kick-ass time in Salt Lake City. I hope people have a kick-ass time in Rochester. We got qualifiers coming up, so hopefully people are making their plans to be in Kansas City or Chicago or D.C. or even Philly. You're going to D.C. and Philly, right? I'm just going to D.C. Oh, you're just going to D.C. now. I see. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to be staying on Gerke's couch. Hmm. 
So you're going to see? You'll probably do a show while you're down there. Probably. I mean, I'll coerce Gurky into it one way or another. Yes. And uh, yeah, so we got a lot of fun stuff coming up. Just right now, we're kind of. I think I think we're still kind of experiencing our NWSL hangover. Yeah, I'm still not accustomed to the idea that my club team doesn't have a regular game every week. I feel like I'm okay with that. Yeah. We did, we did it before. I'm, I'm I'm emotionally like repairing myself right now. Yeah, I'm I'm bandaging it over with college soccer right now and international games. So, I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of footy going on. Uh, we you, don't uh, if you miss... a lot of soccer because we there's a lot of college soccer that happens. There's a lot the of world. college soccer, and if you want regular games, you should try following the W League. I know they are in a vastly different time zone, but you know. Pick a team, start rooting for it. Follow your local NWSL player to the W League team they chose. You know, can't can't afford to. I can't. I don't have the emotional bandwidth to adopt another team. My team is Sydney FC. Sydney is sky blue. So, if you want to pick a W League team, that is the correct one. I I don't want to. Okay, that's fine. That's your choice. Yeah, I know you gotta sleep a lot because you were born game every now and again. Uh-huh. But that's because it's an early morning, and I'm more of an early morning. I'm not a night owl, dude. I yeah, don't stay I up know. late at night. Lots of old people like to get up early in the morning. Um. Okay. Well. Until next time. See you later, buddy. <laughs>